Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hanflow and Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Man and Now Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A little bit of good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and which look ahead to tonight's Raw, a show with loads of title matches on it. The tag one in particular, I just cannot wait for. Um, it's feels too early mm. to strap the creeds, but that's part of the excitement of this. Um like, I don't know, are we going straight into this with the other title match on the line? It's the biggest thing they've got going for yeah. on this road. That's the thing I'm most excited about, yeah. so let's get the enthusiasm out of the way. It's the... Hi, <laughs> <laughs> because I have to go shortly, so when I just bail out on this podcast, I do apologise, but I'm super excited about this. It's Wakey Christmas. It's Wakey Christmas. <laughs> I have to go fucking home. I like it so much. Um, <laughs> these podcasts will be out of the Acast loop by the time the kids are old and start listening to them. That's what I've... Sort of reconciled. Really? I really hope so, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe one day the whole archive will be available, and then I'm and in someone's going to curate it. And then I'm in real trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the Judgment Day have been in enough bother collectively that you could see something going wrong for them. Even though in kayfabe, at least they're super experienced, and the, the Creed should be no bother for them. The Creeds have got all this brand new feeling about them. They're super fired up. They're just and they've got the ability, so it's believable if they win. It won't feel like yes, they're newcomers. But it won't feel like it's this like upset from the rookies. Look at what they do to yeah. people. It's uh, it's really quite captivating matchmaking this early in the Creed's run, and I still can't decide what I want, let alone what I think. Gut says Judgment Day retain, and possibly because it somehow builds like a Rhea Ripley Ivy Nile thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, and that's the magic of the matchmaking. Eh? Yeah, I don't know. I can make the argument for either result. I am very much looking forward to this match. I think the ceiling for it is very, very good. Maybe even great. Have I seen true greatness out of Damien Priest? Maybe Bad Bunny. Yeah. I love the uh, fast lane. <clears throat> Title change. Cody and Jay, that opener was Yeah, that really was hot. Strong. It was hot. Hot more than great, yeah. I would say. Um, but I'm expecting hot because the Creeds have shook a chord with people. Um, I... Wouldn't mind seeing them strapped up tonight. And I base that on, with WrestleMania on the horizon, surely Cody is uh, finishing the story. 
I would argue Punk would probably beat Seth as well. I don't think it's, I don't think there's any sense in lose, having him lose to Seth Rollins, who is quite frankly, this is like a good thing. So you know when people say oh, you only rated four stars, that means you hate. That means you hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like it's one of the highest scores actually. Seth Rollins, and this is a good thing. Is a B plus player. He is. He's one of the better ones, or one of the most tenured B plus players. <laughs> like yeah. Um, do, strapping up the creeds after this big WrestleMania journey will just get overshadowed mm. by Cody doing it. Pretty much guaranteed, I would say. Punk very likely to do it. Um, I wouldn't do that many feel good undercard stories at Mania in general around the big Cody one, and um, because especially when you'll need other heel champions elsewhere on the show. Um, so I wouldn't do a big journey like that for the Creed Brothers. Um, it would just be so bold and new. And Jesus Christ, if you just strap up the Creeds almost instantly. Mm. Particularly when I think they, I reckon, unlike, say, I'm not saying they're better than Goldberg, or more over than Goldberg or whatever. But when Goldberg was in that sort of white-hot moment in 1998, you suspected he's never really going to be mm. much more than that. I think the creeds embody the same energy that Goldberg does. And yet I think Julius can go way further, not as a star, but as a wrestler, as a character mm. for much longer. When you've still got that energy of these just invincible badasses who are just super athletic, just ridiculous, the energy, the intensity, what they can do with their bodies. Should, realistically, if they're pro they should be able to kick everyone's ass. Mm. And, the, and if they don't, who screws them? Who's like a heel tag team? That could really screw them here. Who you'd actually want to see the Creeds beat, as opposed to Imperium. Well, not on this show. Oh, pretty deadly. Contenders for the tag titles. I mean, you're allowed crossover, surely, if they're undisputed tag team titles. The thing about the Creeds winning as well is that there should be more... Talk about, like, it's stories in AEW is a common conversation about how, like, well, wrestling matches are stories as well. And there should be more stories where... Oh, it's like, where exactly do the creeds sit here? You can simultaneously have them just be total badass class wrestlers and the Judgment Day not quite prepare for them. So that scans a little bit as an upset because they the could use it for Judgment Day dissension yeah, as well. Triple H loves that. Should have shown them more respect. Mm. Should have, like, these are the real deal. Just because they're new to you, they're not brand new. They're brothers. They've been at this forever. And you should have been watching what they've been doing all this time. It's. That in itself is a good story. It's a good launching pad for the Creeds. It's sort of, it's a little bit, and again, Julius is a comparison here, it's a little bit Kurt Angle winning the uh, world title less than a year after he debuted. It's like, yeah, he's, but he's won everything else, and look how he's done that. Yeah. He's, yes, he's less than a year in, but he's the real deal. Yeah. That's some, the excitement around that sometimes is the story, and the Judgment Day losing is no slight on them, particularly, other than the storyline one in which they're not really as tight and connected as they used to be. I think the Creed's win the titles tonight. I think the Creed's win the titles tonight. I think there's an attempt to interfere from uh, Rhea Ripley, and Ivy Nile cancels that out, because I think Ivy Nile's next up as a sort of interim challenger. Uh, I don't know whether it'd be on the Rumble pay-per-view or what, but yeah, it feels like Ivy Nile's next for Rhea Ripley, so that cancels Ivy Nile out, and of course... You've got Rhea Ripley, you've got um, Finn Balor, you've got Damian Priest, you've got J.D. Mm. McDonough, you've got Dirty Dom, and of course, collectively, they're in the...
fucking judgment day. In the other side, you've got the connection of Ivy Nile and the Creed Brothers, but who is someone who formerly was in the judgment day? Our truth. Who could cost them, not the, the match, but counteract the uh, efforts of J.D. McDonough and Dirty Dom? Oh, Adam fun. Copeland. <laughs> I tell you, in the artwork. Who else has been in a friggin' gazillion hot Raw main event tag team matches with the Judgment Day that last week was folded into the Creed's orbit for the first time? Yeah. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Him coming out. Like that moment of Cody, like in the ring with the boys, they're celebrating winning the belts. And like as the baby face kind of talisman of Monday Night Raw that he is, that's quite a nice moment. At Christmas, no less. In a Santa hat or something. You could see that. Yeah. You could definitely see that. Before we get to the, the title matches, actually, I want a quick word on Cody. Is Cody going to invoke his father's match against Shinsuke? Obviously, it was the the worst part of last week's show was the the main event in where it just oh, I just missed again. Yeah, yeah we'll just carry this on. Why do you do that within longer. two minutes? <laughs> yeah, um, eighteen. But Cody's been booked on the holiday tour for a bull rope match with Shinsuke. Is that? Getting them ready for a, a pay-per-view or a, 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 at least a Raw special where he's doing it. I going to pay-per-view because that'll be after the oh, Rumble. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Is, I'm booking day one. Yeah. Still. Well, have they done this? So let's say that you get something like Cody just being part of the Creed's nice time. But earlier on in the night, you set up his match with Shinsuke. Is this a double taping tonight? Because mm. Raw's not going to be live next week and there was talk we of the best know. of. We, we should know. know. But if there is going to be a double taping, then you've just teed up a match that the audience in the building are going to get. So... You're giving them all the hype and all the excitement for something like a bull rope match. I mean, since we're talking about a cage, weren't we? Cody just doing mad, yeah. cage, mad Christmas cage stuff. Um, but yeah, Cody could sell that uh, elsewhere on the show, and then they could deliver it on the same night for the same crowd. Because there's going to need to be something for next week, and we know that they're going to be off the road from Friday, I think. so. No live event scheduled by the company between December 19th and December 25th. So this is the last one. Yeah, so that... Presumably, then they're putting stuff in the in the can for next Monday. So, bull rope or cage, I would say Cody books on this raw, and we get it next week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, let's get back to these title matches then. Um, women's tag titles, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus Katana Chance. Uh, and Caden Carter. Uh, with what we saw on SmackDown, it feels like I'm rooting for Green and Niven randomly here. I wouldn't have needed SmackDown to root for Green and Niven. They're substantially more likable than babyfaces Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Yeah. Uh, you can knuckle down and stop partying if they lose this match. This is it. And then this you get into the vignette in like two years where it's like, they just love to party, they just love to dance, they just like the wild side, they like to take their chance. <laughs> Pop song for you there. <laughs> like every two years is reminded oh Christ these are on the roster uh, what do they do uh, the party and dance and have a nice time and just like the free spirits kind of ever, ever heard of it <laughs> uh, uh, I do not like them <laughs> <laughs> do not like them the match last week was too short and too obvious to make you believe in them as challengers even if a couple of the spots are like quite nice but they've always had a couple of spots that are quite nice like Case Catanzaro, Katana Chance. That's those some quite nice spots, like Michinoka Pro in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Should be something else for once in your goddamn life. Just weird stuff that not a lot of people can do. It doesn't, look, like, doesn't remotely look like it hurts. A good Raw Rumble wrestler. I was about to say, this, losing this does free her up to do spots in the Rumble. Case, she could do both. What, with a big women's tag title match? Oh, I, oh. Yeah, they can't actually. Because well, they wouldn't be in the Rumble, and I'm booking a women's tag title match on the Rumble <laughs> card. Will Bond's nailed about 15 class Rumble undercard matches <laughs> with two Rumbles to consider as well. I've booked Green and Niven versus the Kabuki Warriors on the Rumble card because on SmackDown they said we're coming for them. And so you have EO Sky defends women's title against someone. Uh, Kabuki Warriors win tag titles. Bailey oh, doesn't win the Rumble. And then she gets kicked out of damage control. Uh, and then she comes back a few months later with a side pony and says, uh, I want those women's tag titles. And they go... Who you got as a mate? She says, well, I've got someone who you may know. Do I know her? You probably... Do I not know her? It's Marina Shafir. <laughs> no. My God, it's Marina Shafir! <laughs> it's Stone Cold! It's Stone Cold! Bobby Lashley! <laughs> no, uh, but I have had to pay her a lot of... Money. It's Sasha Banks, and they win the tag titles at... Boston Hill Connection versus Kabuki Warriors is pretty good. For That's pretty good. Tag title match, pretty good, dude. The five-year redemption. Yeah. Sorry, we screwed you at 35. Well, it's not, you know, they carried away in all this. It's a pretty good title reign after theirs. Bear, some people say. Uh, yeah, you're going to live in to retain. Yes. Very quickly, before you have to go, Gunther versus The Miz, last chance. I mean, it's funny that they're even suggesting that The Miz has got to win tonight. He's got to give it all. Uh, but he's not going to win. There's no, like, Christmas musical 
for Mike. I didn't want to repeat, I didn't want to repeat it. My brain went weird. Uh, <laughs> he's not winning, but you know, it might be better than Survivor Series match because I don't Why? think they. Why? I just think they might steal a pop. And I don't think they really did in the Survivor Series match. I, it wasn't much of out, really. God, look at the bottom of your shoe. has some expectations on it. I mean, are you joking? They might steal a pop. They don't, deserve, they don't deserve one. I just think they might get a reaction out of it. There'll be something, you know, the stakes have made it so that Gunther's been even an even bigger arsehole than he was towards them is the last time. Uh, and that's in spite of the fact that you just respect, like, I respect you now so little that I'll give you another go and then never want to see you ever again. Gunther continues to play this character magnificently well. Um, but he wins. He still wins. I think he should, he should destroy him here. Yeah. Miz is, I mean, what else is there? After well, this? What's he got to do? You could have asked that in like 2012. What's he got to do? Hmm. Well, I've came up in an era where people just went away after a while when they didn't do much. If and when. He's not done much for. 12, yeah. They've got, like, if and when Miz... You did like that bit where Gunther put his shoulder in, you know, in that promo. I would, I would like Gunther doing that to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it for the weirdos. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, Miz, um, it's not the stipulation WWE think it is with the Miz, where he's like, oh, what? So if I can't beat you, I can't fight for the belt as long as you've got it. It's like, yeah, Miz, you kind of only bring up the Intercontinental title. Well, you bring it up in every single promo you cut, but you only bring up that you want to win it about once every... Year, year and a half, so just, just wait. Somebody beat him eventually. Yeah. You can have another go. Uh-huh. So it's not quite the, the stipulation, I think, but I just think, I think as a result of it, it'll be better than the Survivor Series match. Midland Barclay, I appreciate. I think the novelty of him against him <laughs> sold the Survivor Series match, and now it was completely boring, ineffective, and uh, I don't think the, I just don't think people will be up for this. And the crowd... What is pretty funny is uh, obviously Imperium run interference in fear a little bit of Gunther because they just keep getting in bloody trouble and the Miz's new best friends DIY cutting them off. Oh, that's funny to me. That I'm, might get you an earful. Yeah, that might get you an earful. Because Miz and them two is I like that. That that is dumb. If uh, Gunther is watching DIY and the rest of the Imperium lads have a big like fight on the outside and oh fuck going on and it, like he's remonstrating with them by the ropes and the Miz goes I'm going to roll you up and he does this thing where he just doesn't apply any pressure <laughs> or actually pin shoulders to the match because fundamentally he can't wrestle and then he might get worked into thinking alright the Miz is on top of him a bit this might be enough to hold him down for the three you know like for that one um, week when he had to learn those moves God, what if he like sucked. what if for that exact spot like someone it's like t- watching the celebrity wrestler do moves. Someone teaches him the like the Mahistral cradle. Look at Paul's like, doing a book shot. <laughs> we've never seen that from the Miz. The Miz has been doing it for 20 years. And he's just learned how to do a flying Brian Pillman friggin' I don't know, what's it called? Uh, crossbody. Is it Miz ever done a book shot? He's not, I see. When Logan Paul picked it up, that was after he teamed with him, isn't it? Yeah. The Miz should try a book shot. That'd be so funny. <laughs> just to do it better than Punk. Yeah, imagine that. I think what we're going to get here is um, during the show, as we're building towards uh, Gunther, as I said, absolutely destroying them is DIY, like, don't worry, Mike, we'll be in your corner. But before the match happens, they get a letter or get told. <laughs> Love it. Stay with me. Love it. They get told. Well, Champa gets told. Uh, old man Jem, you know, they're giving away Werther's Originals in that room. 
and he goes into his room and they lock and the Imperium lock the door behind them. And God Connor's like, You idiot, I can't believe you fell for that. And then uh, Giovanni Vinci goes like, I know we're not mates, but uh, Shawn Michaels has just shown up and he's like, Where? And he runs out of the building. He's locked out of the building and then, and then he misses isolate and Imperium numbers getting cash up and he gets destroyed and afterwards they're gonna kill him in the middle of the ring. Who comes out to save the Miz and face up to Gunther? The three lads who got booked in, who had the little meeting with uh, Postman Pierce last week. Do you remember? He was like, I've got some ideas for the IC title. After Punk did the whole, you're making me crazy. And Kofi was like, I don't do uh, that anymore. Ricochet, yeah. Kofi, and Chad, Chad Gable. Chad Gable. New, new stable. <laughs> Kofi's like, I don't do that anymore. I mean, I'm in the new day. Ever heard of them? Like, no, because you're getting broken up for these three, actually. And you could leave Champa in that locker room because he looks kind of like old man Champer and so weathered, with next week's being the Christmas Day episode, <laughs> just put a bit of tinsel around it and make it Santa's Grotto. And he's like, hey, little boys and girls, let me out. It's Santa Claus. God, I think that's um, the one person that the kids wouldn't want to go and see. I've got to deliver the presents. That's Champa. <laughs> Champa Claus. Tommaso uh, Santa. Which one's better? Final couple of things on this show. We're racing through it. Uh, oh, I've got to go. I'm sorry. I got we're just going to talk about CM Punk now, uh, Sid. See you later. Where can we get you an X? Uh, at Michael Hamflit. Please do. I need some distractions from people. See you. <laughs> See you. Before we get to Punk, uh, Seth Rollins addresses Drew McIntyre on tonight's show ahead of day one. Not the pay-per-view, unfortunately. The, the it's first. day one themed Raw. Yes, basically. There's a little logo, isn't there? Yeah, a little fir- first of, first of January. I'm loving it. First of January... World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. What does Drew do when he inevitably loses? Leave, go to AW? I don't know, I hope not. Shh, I've signed too many people. It's full. We need to take Drew. Does Drew one of the exceptions to the rule? No, no, there's no exceptions. I was, in my head, internally saying, don't sign Will Ospreay, even though he's obviously an incredible fit for AEW and their fans. Um, I don't know what Seth says, necessarily. Um, what do you think he says? You like this? I don't. I, I, I've got a feeling that there's going to be a bit where Drew's going to. I mean, I don't know if Drew's going to respond to him here, but Drew's going to be like, "Yeah, you're looking past me, that bloody CM Punk. You pay attention to that Scottish bastard." And then uh, I don't know. He's got. There's not much I, meat to this, is there? No. It's no one can lose this match next no. week. Two weeks time. But yeah, two weeks time. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's. I'm going to say a lot of nothing here. The story's been told. Yeah, Drew McIntyre's beat you, so he's kind of become the number one contender. And Drew's sort of reiterated. I think uh, you're probably on the right track here. Drew sort of reiterated as well. I could have beat you in Saudi. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, but it's too bloody nice. I hesitated. And this time it won't hesitate. I won't hesitate. You saw it last week against uh, Sami Zayn. I didn't hesitate then. I won't hesitate this time either. Yeah, you saw it the weekend. Glasgow Rangers put Aberdeen to the sod. And I'm going to do the same to you on UDSD. Yeah, correct. That's going to be your judgment, D. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot from Seth Rollins in this promo that we're cutting. Um, what can he say? <laughs> Just say, I don't know. Could probably do some digs at CM Punk in the body of this promo. So that's the thing everyone's really interested in at this point. Like, oh, it's nice to go up against someone who is definitely going to be there in two weeks. Mm. There's other people on this roster 
who could possibly tell if they're going to be here in two weeks? So we know the match is going to be happening at least, you know. <laughs> going well. Um, you can't beat me. I'm the best in the world. It's stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Then Drake will be like, yeah, you're not taking me serious. I enjoy talking about him, you know. I expect some boring verbiage. Yeah. But we'll see. Finally. Yes. CM Punk. Correct. That's his name. What now for him? He's called his shot for the Rumble, but in the interim, what are we, what are we doing here? I don't know, he's not advertised for tonight's show. But no, which leads me to believe he will not be on it. Um, I guess the question is, do you give him a tune-up match? Do you have him just enter the Rumble and it be this incredible thing? Is the Rumble itself such a selling point that you don't need to wait to debut him? What do you do? I wouldn't have him wrestle. I think they're going to, but I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they could, if the rule test the Dom stuff and it really gets over, they could probably do that. If they need a, I think it all depends on over the next few weeks up to the Rumble whether they need a rating. Yeah. Whether USA basically tells them, I would really like to see a CM Punk match, Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul could go, oh, okay. Or yeah, maybe, I don't know, it was a real reach in, bro. If in the negotiation with Warner, they're like, show what you can do. CM Punk on your show, and maybe we'll consider taking Raw. I'm completely speculating this right now. It'll give you the money you want and more. But I, I do. I think there's a, an opportunity for for, somebody, for Triple H to do something really funny, which is I like the fact that so far the only people to have declared for any Royal Rumble have been mega stars: Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Bailey. I think that's it off the top of my head. I'd have CM Punk out there cutting a promo saying, I'm going to win the Rumble, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to face Seth Rollins, and I'm a good guy now, and I've, but I haven't really, but um, And I'd have Dirty Dom come out and declare himself for the Rumble as well. Yeah. Him being the third name. It's just like, like you've got to get me on very high up on this list. I'm like the priority. You know that meme of like the three dragon heads, and it's like normal dragon head, normal dragon head, wacky dragon head. Yeah. yeah that's Cody. You introduced me to that, I think. Yeah. That's that's because it's the three of us also. Uh, it's, it's the what? It's the three of us. Two, <laughs> two normal dragon heads. In a wacky guy. <laughs> Um, I, don't, I think that's a good idea, actually. Get Dom's deluded shtick over. And uh, Punk, sorry, says I'll kick your ass on telly before that. And maybe like the go home before the rumble yeah. is the, the match. But Aye, the show's going to... going to have to do a lot of talking. Or, or, you say it's uh, Seth versus Drew on day one. There's a spot on commentary that's open. Oh, why? Well, yeah, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I've heard whispers that it's a part-time deal. Not part-time, but not as many dates. And Roman-esque. Like, probably a bit more than that. But it stacks up. Between sort of Roman and Brock's. Aye. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... it. You have, if he was full-time and you've got the power over him, which you have, he didn't have much bargaining. Obviously, he must have had more bargaining if he secured himself that specific bag. But it is weird that they were like, he's back. And I know the week after he was on SmackDown, but it feels weird to not have, even if he's just talking. I don't know. I feel like he is going to be on this show in one way or another because I think it'd be really funny to have him host the face-off between Drew and Seth. That would be good. They probably won't do that. No. But it would overshadow it drastically. Yeah. But uh, it would be funny. It would be funny. Uh, no, commentary. I think it's a good idea for day one. Obviously, we know he's, he's unbelievable at it. Yeah. Just in terms of 
this week, because we know SmackDown's already in the can, presumably, from what we've read there. And there's no word on, oh, Punk showed up, by the way. Because that would be like a fortnight, effectively, of WWE with no Punk, and he only just came back. Yeah. Yeah, have him do something with Dirty Dom. Even if it's just at this stage, saying, oh, piss off. Yeah. You know, do you remember what I did to you and your sister? Uh, and then your dad, and people are like, I remember that, straight edge of sight. I remember berries. Yeah. <laughs> right, anyway. I remember. I remember. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of Raw tonight on X at What Culture WWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. The uh, SmackDown and AEW Collision reviews are available right now. And myself, Hamlet and Sidgwick, will be back tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw. All going well. Uh, alongside the five-star review review. If you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling-related for us to review, leave us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, suggest something on there. Or leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But for now, it's been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Hamlet and Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.